Show with your host, Nigel Roberts. Hi, it's Nigel, and this is Staccato. Conductor Tanya Miller has distinguished herself as a dynamic interpreter, musician, and innovator on and off the podium. As music director of the Victoria Symphony, she gained national acclaim for her passion and commitment to the orchestra and community. She's currently conducting orchestras in Canada, the U.S., and Europe. Tanya is also acclaimed as a highly effective advocate and communicator for the arts, something I learned firsthand when talking with her. Thank you so much for granting me the interview and for sharing your time today. I really appreciate it. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a privilege to be able to do so, and it's a great topic. So uh, that's uh, something I'm always happy to talk about. Okay, let's begin. Um, why are you so passionate about classical music, and why do you find it so fulfilling? Well, I just think that classical music is uh, something that uh, teaches us and uh, reaches us in a way that makes our lives meaningful. It's, it has an essence in it of, you know, a message that is being perhaps um, communicated at first by a composer, and, and yet for each of us, the way we perceive music is unique, and, you know, it represents where we are in time and history. It represents who we are and what our own uh, issues are in our lives, and it and it therefore impacts us in unique ways. And what I find amazing about music is that it's it's always living as a result. It, it travels through history, but somehow remains current because what it is uh, communicating is something that's beautiful, and it which is something that is at the core of life. Um, therefore, it, it it reaches us all. And so I'm passionate about it because I feel that music, uh, in essence, is uh, a, a meaningful part of life. I feel that music is a essence of life that uh, helps us to have um, a close relationship with who we are and what we are. And I also think that uh, overall it just makes our life more beautiful to have it in. What are your thoughts about the importance of uh, an education? in music in people's lives today? I feel strongly that every person should have music in their lives and music education in their lives. I think that every child uh, develops uh, in such a positive way through the qualities of music, through the, through the challenges of music, and through the expression of music. So uh, in each child, regard, you know, regardless of where their future lies, their uh, quality of life is improved, their quality of learning is improved, and their, uh, I think their capacity in, in their own intelligence is improved through their uh, experience and their journey through music. There's um, so many factors that a young musician needs to uh, be working on and challenging themselves to live up to as they pursue music. Um, they have to 
learn to, uh, first of all, physically be able to uh, portray or convey what, what the instrument requires. They need to be thoughtfully thinking about what the music is saying, what the, what the, uh, you know, the messages are from the composer that they have to turn around and convey, such as dynamics or rhythms, etc. They have to uh, mathematically, you know, divide everything up into rhythms and, and, uh, and keep, keep a real overall sense of what music is, so they have to have simultaneously a very detailed uh, orientation t towards music as well as a broad one. And, you know, just on a purely um, expressive level, there's opportunity to be creative and to, uh, to, to soar as a human through uh, the experience of music. So all of those things are such important parts of life that I very much feel that every child, every human should have the opportunity to learn uh, music. I also think that music has this wonderful uh, opportunity, capacity to bring people together, to create a social uh, situation where they can perform with each other, share joyfully in something with each other, enjoy each other, uh, learn about leadership. All of those sorts of social aspects are important uh, to music as well. And finally, I would say that one of the great aspects of music for children is that it gives them something special, something unique that they can feel pride in. And I have personally seen as a teacher the impact that music, school music programs, for instance, have on children that perhaps have been struggling in other areas and struggling with self-esteem. Suddenly through music they feel that they are uh, special and that they have something to say and, and that they're part of a team that they feel proud of. Um, from a book which I've also read called The Alchemist, how were you inspired by the quote, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it? I love that uh, saying, and I, I'm I'm uh, quite thrilled at how well you've done your research, Nigel. Um, I have felt that life is about a combination of, you know, working hard, preparing, being the best you can be, but that simultaneously that, uh, that the universe really is there to to make things happen for you as well, that, that you know, if you, are, if you are ready for something, then the opportunity will come and you will, uh, you will have the opportunity to take it. And, you know, I've often been told that I'm fearless or that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, how, how could you have been so brave to do this or to do that? And often as a conductor, I, I think I... I took a leap before I was even truly ready to go to the next level. Um, but it was always that sense that, that you know, life, life always seemed to be supporting me. I always had this sort of joyful outlook on what life was and what my possibilities were. And, and you know, coming from a very humble background, Somehow I climbed my way through a lot of levels, and uh, most of the time I felt that, you know, the world was conspiring to help me. Um, this is kind of somewhat related to what you were just saying. Can you discuss what it's like to be a conductor starting off when I suppose there's no place to hide and learn what you're doing and that there's no place to practice? You can only do it in front of an orchestra. That's right. 
you know, conducting is largely about understanding uh, the effect of gesture, understanding the the uh, power of, you know, motion and how direction of uh, a phrase will take you in, uh, into a, a larger picture. It's, conducting is largely about thinking about phrasing and, and how the entire work is uh, unfolding, where it's going. So there's all of these big issues that are, are to do with uh, time and, mo- and the moment and setting up the proper atmosphere, all of these things that are related to us in terms of our, our physical gesture, but also our interpretation and how we want to convey that interpretation in a physical way or in an expressive way through our bodies. So um, I think that it has been uh, always a challenge to understand what I'm going to do and how that might create a response in an orchestra. And in the beginning stages, it was terrifying because you truly didn't know what kind of sound delay there might be from a certain section or you you might not know in the first time through a symphony, a symphonic work, what were the pitfalls going to be? What were the, the uh, sound qualities going to be like? What kind of things would what I need to do in order to make it all come together. And so, uh, you know, certainly as a young conductor, the most important thing was to be very quick on your feet, to be spontaneous and to be very responsive. So if you made a gesture, if you made a decision, if you went somewhere and it didn't work the way you thought, you had to have the skill to try something again um, immediately. And if you didn't have the skill to do that, if you didn't have the, the, the capacity to suddenly change your mind on how you might cut something off or how you might show something, um, then you really would have trouble with the orchestra because y- you are allowed a second chance, but probably a third <laughs> chance would be asking for quite a lot. Now, you've just touched on some of this, but in a related question, can an orchestra be a monster for a young conductor? And if so, how? Uh, an orchestra can be, um, you know, an orchestra wants to have a conductor that they trust and a con- conductor that they respect and one that has a real vision. I think those three things are very important aspects of a relationship that an orchestra has with a conductor. Now, as a, a young conductor, you have to earn your respect and you have to earn their trust because they don't know you and they don't know whether you have the capacity to be trusted or to be respected. You have to work very hard to have a vision, have a vision for the music, uh, have a vision for how the music should be interpreted, and to be as flawless as you can be on a technical sense so that at the very least you are clear and professional. And uh, I think that You know, an orchestra can be a monster to anyone, no matter what our age. But certainly when you're a younger conductor, you have a lot to prove. And you also have so much more to learn. You don't have the uh, experience underneath you to know how a certain symphony uh, should sound, should feel, uh, will go. 
until you've done it. And so there's this beautiful feeling once you, you know, age a little bit, mature a little bit in the business and have experienced the, you know, the, the, the quality of each composer, the quality of various orchestras, all of those things just lend this sense of ease into what you're doing and a sense of um, real, uh, that you can focus on really important issues and, and no longer focus on yourself. As a young conductor, you are forced to simultaneously focus on yourself as well as uh, doing your very best job to convey the music and can be a true challenge. And, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think any young conductor has an advantage uh, because of that. You just simply do get better, I think, with a little bit of experience. Now, you talked about the importance of vision, um, Tanya, as a conductor, especially as a young conductor. What's required to communicate with all the musicians in front of you so that your vision of the music is performed as you imagined it? You know, mostly the greatest way to convey vision is simply through the way that you shape the music, and and I mean in a in a, a way where you don't speak about it, but that you show what you mean. There's so much, so much communication that can go on between a conductor and an orchestra that requires no talking, and it just requires a true sense of of relating to the musicians, and that can include direct eye contact and and nods and and moments where you are communicating something to them specifically, uh, as well as just conducting the shape of the music. But also I think, you know, musicians are always, I mean, great musicians, and that includes conductors, of course, are, are great if they continue to learn and, and to continue to be open to all of the possibilities of music and the fact that, you know, music is always changing. I was mentioning that before. Music is something that, through the ages, has you know different interpretations, different perspectives, and that's what keeps it interesting. That's what keeps it beautiful. That's what keeps it current. And uh, I think that you know the best way to share a vision is to believe in it and to constantly uh, convey it. But also, a music director or a conductor can convey vision to their communities, to their audiences, to their board of directors. And uh, they can do it through their programming choices, through their words, through the things that they say about music. And I think that's also very important today. Is an orchestra a reflection of who you are as a conductor on stage? I think that an orchestra ultimately is a reflection of who they are. I mean, I think the most ideal scenario is that an orchestra has its uh, innate soul and its, and its innate uh, communication and sound. And I think the greatest uh, opportunity for a conductor is to enable them to be the best, you know, orchestra that they can be from within. There's no doubt that as a music director, you have a philosophy and you have a vision and and you are through your regularity of working with that orchestra, conveying that to them. And, of course, I think they take it on in part. Uh, if you are, if you are uh, a conductor that is, you know, very specific about uh, ensemble or rhythmic ensemble, then that's something that's going to be uh, highly 
sensitive in, within the orchestra, and I believe that they will adopt a specific awareness and sensitivity to those areas. If you're a conductor that believes very strongly in a certain kind of string sound, then over time those string players will um, you know, take on yep. a little bit of that philosophy or that vision. So it's two-way street for sure. How do you bring out the best in musicians? You know, I think you bring out the best in musicians by enabling them to make great music. And the way you do that is, first of all, as a conductor, you have to be inspiring. And, and you, you need to be an inspiring interpreter of music. Mm. You allow them for the music to speak. You, um, as a conductor, you are responsible to convey the composer's message and to somehow uh, find what the essence is of each composer's work. When you do that, you enable musicians to perform uh, that quality of what the music is, is trying to be. And you enable them to, to uh, play the very best quality themselves. I think as a conductor, your responsibility is to have a great vision for the music, but to also respect and be open to the response that you will get from the musicians and to the ideas that you will get from musicians as well in their own relationship to music. I often, you know, I'm, I'm very aware as a conductor that there are many musicians in an orchestra who have had relationships with composers um, that far surpasses my own, and and also relationships over time of great musical performances that they remember that are a part of their own essence. And so, how how to make them be the best they can be is is to um, you know require the highest of standards, but at the same time being open to their own musical ideas. And my question is, do you think music students today know what they're getting into when they decide to study music? I think that, you know, in a way, it's a moot point for young musicians whether they're taking a risk or not. Most, most musicians that are entering uh, music schools are passionate about music and identify themselves um, through music. Many of us couldn't envision any other possibility for us, uh, and, and the dream of being a professional musician is so strong in us that, at the very least, we want to take the risk. And I think that that's a beautiful thing uh, for young people that are passionate about music to go ahead and, and, and take the risk, knowing that, of course, there are very many uh, young musicians that don't find a place on the other side. I was aware when I was going to school, to university, that you know many, many of my colleagues weren't ultimately going to get a job um, in the instrument or in the domain that they were studying, but I still feel that their lives are more beautiful and their, uh, their quality of life is more meaningful for investing in that time um, to be a musician. Uh, I think that it is a, a, a risk in the music business. It's, it's a very tough music business. 
uh, it's very tough to uh, to make it, but there are lots that do, and um, you know I think everybody just these days goes into the situation knowing that at some point point they're going to have to look at uh, where they're at and and you know make a decision as to whether to continue on or not. Do you think music students today are prepared or unprepared for the tough job market they might someday face, or do they have to learn to create their own success? Well, I think that musicians, young musicians of today are very competent. The quality of uh, musicianship that comes out of universities and are trying out for jobs uh, is you know, it's it's wonderful. It's it's uh, inspiring to see what young musicians are able to do. Um, I think that they do have uh, uh, opportunities sometimes to make a career by being uh, inventive and by being business savvy. And there are some that learn early on the importance of marketing, the importance of starting your own ensemble or uh, making uh, organizations happen so that you have musical opportunities, and sometimes that can be a launching point for you in a career. Certainly, I think that uh, there are many cases of a variety of different ways a person can make a career come to life, and the people that are most successful are the ones that seek out, you know, uh, a greater possibility of what can get that that beginning uh, in their music career going. Okay. Um, and on that subject, we've just got one last question related to this, and it's this. A master's student told me, a music degree is one of the hardest undergraduate degrees you can do because you can't fake things. You can't cram knowledge into your head and try and pass without learning the musical skills like harmony and ear training. But a lot of students don't know what they're getting into with a music degree at a university. What's your view? I think that's uh, shockingly uh, true, especially in the case of theory and harmony um, and some of the areas that are beyond the actual performance of one's instrument. I find that, uh, unfortunately, often young musicians are entering universities without the broader musical background that is expected of them once they get into that undergrad degree. And it is, uh, for many people, quite, quite uh, challenging for them to uh, compete uh, and to be successful at all these levels because up until that point they've just been able to focus on what they need to know to play their instrument. What do you look for when you're recruiting talent? Well, when we're recruiting talent we're looking for first of all uh, the, the most important thing we're looking for are the specific qualities of musicianship. So great sound, uh, an understanding of rhythm that is steady, an understanding of um, intonation, those are the, the really important things. And then it goes into the understanding of how to play or how to, uh, what the style is of various composers. Um, those are the things that one needs just to get past the first round. And then after that, we're really looking at who has a musical vo voice, a musical vision, a, a great ideas to make it uh, 
And uh, what, from your perspective, Tanya, are the biggest challenges for applicants? Uh, the biggest challenge for applicants, I think, is, uh, first of all, you know, the audition process for orchestras is, it's, it's highly challenging and, and not, uh, not kind in a sense that it requires perfection and without, you know, any chance, any normal human chance to redeem so you you usually have one shot, and and you know I I think we all know that sometimes you do well in that moment, and sometimes you don't do do well according to your own standard. And I constantly feel that uh, frustration for people and for us because you know that perhaps you just heard something that wasn't up to standard, but if they had just been able to calm down and take a deep breath and do it again, it might have been completely different. And uh, so I think, you know, the, the challenge for young people is that there are so many people auditioning. Sometimes in the bigger orchestras, there'll be, you know, 100 uh, applicants. Each one is given three minutes to show something. And that's just, it's just so difficult to say that, you know, true uh, justice is possible in those situations. You have to have something that really stands out then in order to succeed. You have to primarily have great musical uh, sound and idea that comes forth from the very beginning and then, you know, that's, that's the secret to success in those cases. Let's just take a short break and listen to Tanya Miller conducting the Victoria Symphony in a performance of the fourth movement of Shostakovich Symphony Number no. 5. back with conductor Tanya Miller. Is there a part of, of your orchestra that's made up of recent music grads? Uh, yes, we always have uh, some new young uh, uh, musicians that come to our orchestra and, uh, and you know, I really love the, the balance of having the, these new musicians mixing with musicians that have been there for 20 or 30 years. Are they, I'm, I'm assuming that if they've made it through that audition process and they are part of the orchestra, that they are extremely well prepared? Absolutely. And, you know, as I was saying before about conducting, in a way, uh, it seems to balance out because a young person is aware of the challenges that they face. They are aware that they are performing repertoire that they haven't performed before. And I, I think that their work ethic and their level of preparation is in, 
enormously high and that they make up largely for lack of experience um, by being very prepared and by doing this they're you know they're coming across extremely competent competently and also uh, professionally as people uh, stay in an orchestra and continue on in the music business as they've learned music and played it again and again perhaps they're their work ethic stays the same, but yes. in some cases perhaps it, you know, relaxes a little bit. And so I, I still think that the young musicians are, are excellent because they come in with, with such intensity. They've been studying, they've been thinking about music, they've been thinking about how they play, and they're ready for anything, and, and they throw themselves into the task. Uh, a gifted Dalhousie University composition major told me when it comes to creating new classical music, the average person on the street doesn't know that new classical music is being written today. He added that over the past 100 years, there's been a movement to repeat the same classical pieces over and over again in concert, and as a result, it's difficult to get an audience to listen to new music. But I know that you champion new music, and I was wondering what your perspective on this is. I feel very strongly that we are... You know, the, the symphonic orchestral world and classical music in general are uh, at a point of, you know, serious, uh, uh, they're at a serious crossroads in, in terms of what it is that they want to present and how to sustain themselves into the future. I think very, very much that if an orchestra or an organization chooses to program traditional music only, that they are, in essence, creating of themselves less and less of a um, less and less importance to current culture and to a community. They become something that is a model of the past and has less and less impact on uh, current lives. But if Contemporary music is thoughtfully brought in, uh, and each and every program has something contemporary on it, to the level that an audience and an orchestra um, feel is right for them. So, you know, depending on the community, the contemporary music can become more and more uh, prominent. And I think it's important for it to be this way because truly music of today needs to reflect us. It needs to reflect who we are, what is going on in our lives, what's going on in our historical time. Um, and it needs to impact us at that level of where we are currently perceiving things and, and experiencing things as people. So, you know... Music of today has that power to do that, and it has that power to open us up to, you know, all of the various cool and wonderful and, you know, electric and dynamic aspects of music. And, uh, you know, I think that um, contemporary music programming is, is a part of, you know, the success of classical music for the future, and it's a part of the success of the arts being a part of our lives and representing our lives. So I want to again thank you for your time and for being so gracious and answering all my questions. I hope it hasn't been onerous for you. No, I, actually I thank you for having such a wonderful set of questions. It's, it's really important for 
for musicians to articulate these things and to find ways to try to express to people why music is important or, you know, what the essence of music really is. And so, you know, when I do an interview like this, it's only a gift to me because it enables me to think about these things and to try and find the way to speak about them. So thank you for that. Thanks to conductor Tanya Miller. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Staccato, please share it with your friends. Yo, this is Sky, Alexa, and Noel, and we're representing the Split Personalities. You're tuning in to the Staccato Show with your host, Nigel Roberts. Mm-hmm.